twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about an exciting new multi-band two-way radio from Ocean. We'll give you an overview of its features and specifications and compare its overall look and feel to the popular Ocean KGU-V8D. We'll also review the Vertex Standard VX260 series radios and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. In early 2014, Ocean announced the launch of a new and rather unique dual-band handheld amateur radio, the KGUV8D, with its large color display and crossband repeat capability, quickly became one of the most anticipated new ham radios of the year and was very well received. Now, Ocean is about to launch a new dual-band portable handheld radio for 2015. It's the KGUV9D. And it seems to be generating a lot of interest. Yeah, it does. I mean, we, we've got a couple of samples um, earlier this week, and um, we threw an unboxing video up on YouTube pretty much the same day that we received the samples. And, uh, yeah, it seems to have generated a lot of buzz. It, it has. We put up an initial announcement, uh, and I think that went over pretty well and uh, then we just put out an unboxing video and and we've had quite a few views on it so far it's generated quite a bit of buzz yeah for for some reason people are really excited about uh this radio i don't think it's uh, as exciting as the 8d i mean just looking at the the 90 versus the 8d this is an iterative update i would say it's not um i don't see any major changes between the 90 and the 8D. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why. The 8D was definitely very, very different, you know, especially given the, the color display yeah, and the, the size of it. Yeah, the screen was just uh, so different, uh, I believe, from what you'd normally see from mm-hmm. manufacturers like this. So this is really more of a follow-up to it and looks very similar to it, although it's not exactly the same. Um, yeah, they, they've here? added a few things, and uh, they've seemed to maybe have taken away a, a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a look at. Uh, let's get a general overview of what it has in it. Um, uh, for instance, uh, dual band transmit. We kind of expect that. Yeah, that, that's dual band, um, two meter, seventy centimeter UHF VHF. Um, the, the unlocked version will transmit on one thirty six to one seventy four and. I believe 420 to 520. But the difference with this one, the big difference, is that it has seven-band reception. Yeah, this this is new, and uh, this is something that I'm still waiting on some answers uh, or more detail on. 
the bands that it will receive on, other than, of course, the bands that it'll, it'll transmit on, which is obvious, are FM radio, which was similar to the 8D, which would also receive on FM radio, 76 to 108 megahertz. Um, the 9D will receive on 108 to 136 megahertz AM, which gives you coverage for the air bands. But also included as receive only, FM are 230 to 250, 350 to 400, and 700 to 985. Now, again, I, I believe the samples that we have may be uh, a European version or um, may not be what's going to finally be the version that's shipped to the North American market. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe these bands change a little and um, one of the things that I'm going to push for is to get them to add the uh, 220 um, in here. I mean, they're so close with 230 to 250. It would be great if this radio would receive in the 222 to 225 range or the, the uh, amateur 1.25 meter band. Yeah, we had a few comments on the uh, blog announcement and the video already as to why uh, it's it's not 222 to you know 225 uh, as you would expect on the 1.25 meter band why 230 yeah and and i'm not sure i, I wish that they had added that and um you know i'm just speculating of course but i, I don't know that maybe they don't realize there's a, a big demand for that of course they they make a d1p yeah they and do. a they do. Uh, 920 mobile that support uh, transmitting in in the 220 range so um so i, I would think, think they that they would know that. yeah uh, uh, really but um this has a uh, uh, multi-display it's it, the difference in this display it looks like the display is about the same size and you noted that in the video in fact in the video the unboxing video you put this side by side with an 8d and did a, a real-time comparison of the look and the and the cosmetic differences with the two radios and the screen size is just about it looks a, actually yeah the same. it looks like the same screen to me um, I mean the, as far as the size goes it's a different shape of of the outer screen cover but um, I think the screen size is identical even though it at first glance it looked to me like the 9D might be a little larger. Mm-hmm. Well, the placement of the keypad is a little different between the two. Yeah, I actually like the 90s keypad better than the 8D. The mm-hmm. the 8D looks a little more streamlined to me, but I think the buttons are smaller. Uh, on the 9D, the the buttons are they feel slightly larger and um, maybe easier to find. Uh, the buttons feel small to me on the 8D. And also, it seems a little slimmer overall than the 8D. Just a, a little bit. Yeah, it may be a little uh, slightly more narrow. Now, you're holding both in your hands right now. Do they feel? Does one feel lighter than the other? I guess the 9D would be a little bit lighter, wouldn't it? Well, now, you have an antenna on the 8D. You don't have one on the 9D at the moment. Actually, the 9D feels a little heavier to me. Um, but... Uh, the battery pack is different. That's one thing they did that I'm not a huge fan of is it uses a completely different battery pack, mm-hmm. which means you're going to lose accessory compatibility. If you had an 8D and now you want to add a 9D, it would kind of be nice to share batteries, and that's not really an option anymore. However, on the plus side, this uh, battery pack 
that came with the 9D is a 2000 milliamp battery pack as opposed to the standard stock 1700 milliamp uh, battery pack that that, uh, has been bundled with the 8D. That's true, and that's definitely an advantage. Yeah. Now, we do things a little bit differently here by two-way radios. We uh, automatically bundle it with uh, an upgraded battery, the the 8D, that is. We bundle it with an upgraded battery uh, out of the box, so uh, you get a little more powerful battery from the get-go. But uh, for those who have purchased their 8D from other places and have uh, had the stock 1700 milliamp uh, battery, uh, getting the 9D looks like uh, it's it's going to be a bit of an upgrade there. That's true. Yeah, uh, and we've always pretty much done the battery upgrade. Maybe the first couple of months we stocked the 8D, we didn't mm-hmm. uh, give away the upgraded battery, but um, we have done that for a while. So um, I guess if you bought your 8D from us, you're actually looking at a battery downgrade. And no word yeah. yet on whether higher capacity batteries are going to be available um, for the 9D. I imagine they would. That would be um, pretty typical. Some of the features are pretty much the same. I mean, 999 memory channels, um, and and you've got programmable side keys. Uh, but there are a couple of uh, new things that they've added or they've, they've enhanced on the 9D. Uh, one item that really struck me was the um, the display. You know, some uh, users of the AT have complained in the past about uh, well battery usage with the with the uh, bright uh, full color display. You know, that it drains the battery a little faster sometimes, and um, the fact that they can't necessarily control. Uh, the display as they would like, uh, or the the uh, the backlight on the display, uh, I should say. But with the 9D, they have added a feature where you can have five levels of brightness on the backlight, so you can control that a yeah, lot more. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a really nice feature that they added, and it gives you a little more control over um, battery drainage as well. Because mm-hmm. one of the the biggest drains on the battery with these color display radios is the display. So going to a, a lower brightness um, or having the option to is a, a nice benefit. Now another feature that I thought was really interesting, it kind of excited me a bit, um, although I don't use the feature that much, I could see a lot of uh, uses for it in a lot of venues, and that is lock mode. That They have a lock mode here that uh, in the past, uh, in, in other models, not just in the, the, the Ocean models, but a lot of other radios, you have the ability to lock the keypad so it can't be inadvertently used uh, inappropriately or, or or accidentally hitting keys to do things that, that, right. that the user doesn't want to happen. This feature now has been enhanced to where they have four levels of lock mode. Yeah, this is a feature that a lot of our business customers enjoy because if you're buying these radios to give to your employees, um, these are really powerful radios. Mm-hmm. They really are. And, um, you know, you can just key in any frequency that's in range from the keypad and you're transmitting um, and, you know, somewhere that you may not know what, what you're doing. If you're, you know, an employee that's been handed a radio, maybe you accidentally key in a frequency and you're transmitting somewhere you're not licensed to transmit. So those lock modes are, are um, a handy feature. Well, here are the four levels, and I'm, I'm reading directly from the manual, the user manual. Um, you have the option to lock the keyboard, 
which locks the keypad, including the side keys, the three side keys. Uh, you can lock the keyboard and the encoders, and that also includes the side keys. You can lock the keyboard and the push-to-talk button, as well as the side keys, or you can lock everything, hmm. uh, everything on there. That's, so that's, that's rather versatile. Yeah, that's more configurability that I've, I've seen in other radios, for sure. Yeah, so I, I think that alone uh, would be an attractive feature for, for, some, for some operators. There are some scanning enhancements as well that I think are going to get a lot of people excited. And it may be a, a reason to go with this radio um, for a lot of, of customers. You know, the enhanced receive ranges, the seven-band receive, mm -hmm. is probably going to cause some demand for some, some more scanning. And they've really answered that. Um, you can simultaneously scan on two different bands. So on the two areas on the screen, each one can be scanning simultaneously. You can also configure your scanning and limit it to certain bands. There's, there's some configurability there, which is nice. And they've also slightly enhanced the scan speed over the 8D. We did a side-by-side -side comparison earlier of the, the scan speed on the 9D versus the 8D. And I would say there's a, maybe a 10 to 20% improvement. Yeah, you and Anthony just did a little little race there, and you you took one of you had the eight D and the, or you had the eight D and Anthony had the nine D, and you just uh, tried to uh, see which one could outscan the other. And uh, Anthony, you say it was considerably faster, or just kind of moderately yeah, it faster. Yeah, seemed like it whooped it pretty good. Yeah, it seemed like it was a it was. I mean, at first glance, being an eight D user, I could see a little bit of a change. But actually putting them side by side and starting it at the exact same time, I think he actually started his. I think he jumped the gun a little bit, but I still, <laughs> it still, you know, was ahead of his uh, yeah. pretty well. What percent? You said about probably 15, 10, 20, 10 to twenty percent, probably. Really? Yeah. So in, in any case, that's uh, that's something that will will be good news for a lot of of uh, users of the AD series. So the display is still still color. The antenna options, that's the other thing. Um, we were a little surprised to find not one but two antennas in this box. Yeah, and you know, if you watch our unboxing video, you will not see the second antenna because <laughs> um, I completely missed it in the box. It was in there, but um, you know, maybe if you look closely, you can see it in the... the um, plastic there in the box but you know we uh, found I it after not, the fact <laughs> yeah i didn't expect it to be there and i i didn't look for it and uh alas it wasn't in the video <laughs> but this one the second antenna is a, a little stubby antenna now this this is the area that i'm not really uh sure about because according to the spec sheet the uh, big antenna is more of a of a, an all band kind of antenna um, but when I looked on the bottom of the antenna, it says FM slash 136 to 174 slash 400 to 520 megahertz, which is pretty much this, you know the basic uh, dual band antenna that comes with uh, a lot of the ocean radios. But then the stubby antenna didn't have anything marked on the bottom. And on the spec sheet, it says it's a dual band antenna. Uh, the question is... You know, given the fact that you've got to cover the the 300, uh, was it 360 megahertz and, and the 700 megahertz frequencies, um, is that what the stubby is covering? I don't know because it really doesn't specify, at least not in the specs. 
Yeah, my my gut feeling, and again, I'm, I'm speculating, the 9D, the larger antenna, looks to me to be the same antenna as what comes with the 8D. Um, and I bet it's optimized for UHF and VHF, dual band. Um, this smaller one is probably more like a scanner antenna that is kind of generic and works across a, a wide array of frequencies. Now, we're still waiting to hear back a, an official answer on that, but that's my feeling anyway. Well, then overall, this looks like a pretty exciting new radio, and I'm looking forward to playing around with it some. Uh, I know we all are. The big question is, and we have received quite a few comments and queries about this so far since we've put out the initial uh, announcement on the blog and the video, which is, has so far received quite, quite a number of views. Um, the question is, when is it coming out and uh, what's it going to cost? And uh, really, so far, I don't, I don't think we have a definitive answer for either one. No, if you decide to listen to this podcast to get that answer, you're going to be disappointed <laughs> because um, I don't have an official release date yet, and I don't have an official price yet. Uh, there have been rumors. I've heard rumors that it's probably going to be around the 140 170 price range, but that's all I've got to go on, and I don't want to go around spreading rumors or gossip, so uh, let me just say that that is not by any means an official price or even an official price range on this on this unit yet. So I agree. I, I certainly haven't seen any any pricing yet. But you can be sure as soon as we have the news, uh, the, the moment we have the news on its availability pricing, we will have it up on our blog. And uh, we will uh, we'll make that announcement. We'll let everybody know. Uh, oh, accessories. As far as we know, this is pretty much uh, going to be pretty much a standard Kenwood connector, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the same accessory connector um, or audio accessory connector as the 8D and uh, most of the other uh, radios like the D1P and um, KGUV6D. Um, there's one thing I do want to mention that we talked briefly about some features that were missing, and uh, crossband repeat yeah. seems yeah. to be gone from the 9D, uh, which I'm disappointed about. You know, I'm at, at the very beginning, I was a little disappointed to hear that, but when, when I really thought about it, I was thinking, well, you know, I have never used the 8D, and I use, I use an 8D uh, quite a bit. Um, I have never used it for crossband repeat, and um, I don't know of that many people that have. So I really don't know, and, you know. And and there are always going to be people that complain about this and that about oh this feature isn't there. They took this out. Uh, you know why isn't the crossband repeat there? Uh, but when you really think about it, I mean, are you really going to use it on a handheld? Um, does it really need to be there? Most people probably won't and i mean i believe the it's the same board from the 8d so it's probably just something that they turned off i wonder if if they did the math and said well this this is costing us more time and effort in support um that's that's possible then it's possible going to benefit us in users perhaps well let's okay i'm asking you the uh, the listener now everybody's listening here what do you think is is the crossband repeat functionality really important to you i want to know how many of our listeners who have an 8d 
actually use the crossband repeat functionality and whether or not they would actually use it in a 9D. That, that's, that's the question. I, I really don't think there are that many out there that would. We'll see. We'll see what we get. So I want your comments. Bring in your comments and, and, uh, and let us know whether or not it's really that important to you uh, to have the crossband repeat functionality in a handheld. I think Rick's inbox is going to be flooded with people who are <laughs> demanding crossband repeat. Maybe, but, uh, and then again, maybe not. Maybe not. I'll bet it's really not that important to most users. Probably not. All right, well, uh, that's the, the 9D, the big announcement on the, the new Ocean KGUV 9D multiband radio. Not dual band, multiband, or because it's multiband receive. Um, and you should call this on? the KGUV multi because uh, this, this box says multi band, multi RX, multi display, multi modulation, multi functional. It's just it's just a multi radio here. <laughs> it's it, just it full is, of multi. Yeah. It's just it's just loaded with multi. Um, any other any other comments on the ninety? Uh, excited about this new radio. I'm excited. I, I wish we had an availability date and a price. Yeah. Um, but that uh, would make I'm it even more excited, excited about it. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Vertex Standard VX260 series radios. What do we think of them? We'll find out next on the Two Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a new series of business radios from Vertex Standard, the VX260. Well, this is a series that I was kind of teased about back in October of last year that they, they kind of brought it to our attention that the ever-so-popular 231 and, and 350 series were going to be kind of phased out and and replaced by the 260 series um and we learned about this danny and i were in las vegas uh, a couple weeks ago and at the iwc show and they this is when they really rolled it out and started talking about it and i'm pretty excited about this radio um I, i'm a big vertex standard fan to begin with but um 231 is one of our best-selling no radios doubt about yeah, it. Love it. Yeah. no doubt about it i mean we've, we sell tons and tons of them um and I think, you know, with this this new series, you know, I think, you know, some people don't like change. They don't like to see their model number go away or, 
you know, especially somebody that bought 50 231s, you know, back in January, and then they need to go and buy more in the next few months, and it's, you know, it's going to be limited availability or just no availability of it. Um, kind of like but, when Motorola discontinued the CP200, which is also a popular series, you know? Right, a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've got they've got two radios, uh, the two sixty one, uh, the VX two sixty one, the VX two sixty four. The VX two sixty one is the closest replacement. Uh, you know, it's closer to like a, a two thirty one uh, model. They really, you know, did some some enhancements on it. Uh, the two thirty one had great sound output, but this one I think is uh, it's got enhanced audio output, and I can tell a big difference as far as the sound quality out of it. They went to a 700 milliwatt speaker in this. That's yeah. probably the difference that I think the 231 there. was like a 300, if I'm not mistaken, three or 400. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, you know, it basically, at first feel, this thing almost feels like a 450 radio. It feels like a 450 series, you know, radio. You know, they actually use the same battery on the 260 that the 450 uses. That's and that, right. That's one of my favorite things about this 260 series is Vertex Standard seems to be unifying the radios around the same accessory, you know, that they went to the uni chargers or the uni, the uni battery system, um, I don't yeah. know, a year or two ago. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll, it'll work with the, the 450 series uni stuff and the, even the uh, 500 series, the 530s. Um, it's the same battery, but use the same charger across the board. You, you know? know, that's going to make the transition a lot easier for some people. If, if they have 231s and... You know, a lot of times you're reluctant to move to a new model because it's a different charger base and now everything changed. Well, now if you have six unit chargers and you were on the uni battery before, you just use the same chargers. You That's drop right. the radio and you don't have to worry about here's where the 260s go, here's where the 231s go. I wonder if the introduction of the 260 series is part of the unification process, you know, by consolidating the 230 and the 350 series. Maybe this is just kind of part of that unification process. It absolutely is. That's something that they pointed out at IWCE in Mm -hmm. the meetings that we were in. They are are moving towards uh, unification. They want the same battery to work across the whole system. That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. Um, It's got uh, expanded interoperability as well. Um, You know, now at uh, the 260 series... Uh, has a wide variety of signaling options, MDC 1200, um, DTMF, two-tone, five-tone capabilities. But it also, something I thought was pretty interesting, was Kenwood has had their own little feature for years called Fleet Sync. And I've only, in years I've been selling radios, I've only had one customer that's used Fleet Sync. But this is now compatible with the Fleet Sync radio. So, um, you know, if you've got somebody that's, uh, you know, if you're using Kenwoods and you use Fleet Sync, this is a, um, in my opinion, I mean, it's my opinion only, but I think a better radio, but there's also more cost effective. It's uh, a lot better price point compared to some of those Fleet Sync Kenwoods that are out there. Um, now, what does Fleet Sync actually do? Fleet Sync provides a way to identify the radio. It's sort of like giving each radio its own unique ID number. Mm-hmm. So that when it transmits, it kind of sends its ID out along with the transmission. And um, other radios, if they have a display, can tell you exactly where it's receiving the transmission yeah. from. And there's some other group features, I believe, that come along it's with it. It's got like a, an interrupt type oh, thing. Okay. The, the place that I, ha- that I 
saw the head fleet sink was a um, summer camp and they had multiple channels throughout the the i think they had eight channels programmed in their kenwoods but channel 16 was an interrupt channel so the the, the person that um, was in charge could go to channel 16 and talk to every channel that was out there no matter what so everybody heard an emergency that was um, one of the other options that it does. But uh, like I said, not many people use it. Um, like I said, in eight years, I've only seen one company use uh, Fleet Sync. Um, it's really smart of, of them to add that feature, though. Now they have the option of, you know, if people are using Kenwood radios, they can start well, buying Well, we're seeing that quite a radios. bit lately is the manufacturers are, you know, it used to be Moto Turbo. Moto Turbo was only for Motorola. Um Kenwood Next Edge was only Kenwood, but now you're seeing a lot of these other manufacturers that are joining together, and ICOM's got now has radios that'll talk to the Next Edge stuff, and um, Vertex Standard has their digital radios that'll now talk to turbos, but now they're throwing in Fleet Sync in there that's used by Kenwood. That's kind of like they're all getting together and they're all and, trying uh, to figure out their interoperability exactly. uh, um, strategy here, which is uh, you know it's it's pretty good and it's great on Vertex's part, I think to to uh, jump in there because uh, you know the, the the digitals are starting to take off and um yeah. you know so who knows with the fleet sync but uh um emergency alerts now can be programmed uh, with the press of a button where the uh the 231s weren't able to do that again it's it's i've set a few up like that but um you know it, it's an added feature uh, there are some applications out there that definitely could uh, require it especially the lone worker and things like that um has arts yeah it does have the arts feature which is um a way to see if a radio is in range or not um it seems sends pings out to other radios to see if they're in in range to be able to hear or, or be able to you know talk to the other radios um now the 264 has voice inversion encryption wasn't that something that was just an optional item in the past? Yes, in the 350 series, it was just an option. You had to buy the yeah. extra circuit board, install it, and then activate it to the programming. Mm-hmm. Now, and with the 450 series, it is it's already added. But now with the 260 uh, series, um, it's it's in that series as, now as well. It's not an optionable board. Um, it's it's ready to go. It's just a matter of programming it and uh, you know basically turning it on. Um, just for the sake of clarity here, I want to say that the 260 series includes basically two models, the 261 and the 264. The 261 is the basic model with no display that's replacing the 231. The 264 is a display model. It has an LCD display and programmable keys across the front, and it's replacing the VX350 series, the 351 and the 354. Correct. The 350 series. Yeah, so basically the 261 is basically it's a hybrid of a either a 231 or a 351 radio. Mm-hmm. The 264 is basically a direct replacement of the 354, the, the display model uh, 350 series radios. With more channels exactly. and the built-in mm-hmm. encryption. Yes, uh, you know, the 350 radios had 16 channels. These have, um, the 264s have eight talk groups with up to 128 channels. Again, not a lot of people are using that many channels, but it gives you options because there are some that that want or need more than sixteen channels or more than thirty-two channels, and that's uh, that's a good option. I think they boosted the you know the mil specs on it. Um, you know, it's a lot more uh, water resistant. Uh, 
and uh, dust resistant than the uh, the original counterparts here, the 350s and the 231s. It's IP55, which is pretty good. That's yeah, yeah, no doubt. What was the 350 IP54? I think they were, the I think they were 54. 54. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I really like about this radio, and it's a very small thing, but they put the model number on the front. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's all the time we got people calling going, I've got a Vertex radio, I need a replacement. And, you know, it's, if they've never bought from us, I mean, it's simple fix. You know, you pop the battery off and usually the model number's on the inside. Right, but this right. tells you, you know, on the front, VX261, VX264, right there on the front of the uh, the radio, which is nice. Um, and of course that information will still be behind the battery as well, but Vertex is very excited about this radio. I mean, it's, I think we heard several people talk about how handsome of a radio it was, yeah. you know, and how, how good it feels in your hand. And it does, it feels, it feels like a very, very sturdy radio. It, it reminds me of a, um, a 451 or a, you know, a 454 mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, um, I, I think 231 users, VX231 users, are going to be really happy with this upgrade. I do, it, too. It's uh, a slightly different design. I think it looks a little more sleek, maybe a little more modern. Yeah, it does. It, it, it looks like, um, I don't know, maybe it's because I've programmed so many 231s in the last few years that it's, you know, it just kind of got boring, you know, looking at it. Just kind of a... Yeah, we're, we're happy to see something yeah, new. Yeah, something, <laughs> you know, something change, you know, it's something, a different look. Um is it a big difference in price between the 230 series? Actually, the 261 with the standard. regular standard battery, mm-hmm. um, the FMB V133LI Uni, um, is the same price. Believe it or not, it's the same, it's the same price as the 231. So. so 231 users are getting an upgrade, definitely. Getting a big upgrade. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they're getting a lot more features for the same price. That's and, a good deal. Now, the 264... Um, on the 264 series now, they have the two options. You can go the standard uh, standard battery or the high capacity battery. Uh, it'll be an option on our on our website, um, you know. And it's a little bit more money for the the high capacity, obviously, but it's not much. I mean, from what I've seen across the board, as far as uh, you know, the other um, uni batteries, it's it's not a big jump. Um, so it'll just be a modest increase uh, from the 350 series, then. Yeah. It's a slight price increase going from the 354 to the 264. I don't have the exact numbers right now since we don't even have this on our website yet, but I believe it's going to be probably somewhere around ten dollars. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's okay. not going to be a big, big difference, but uh, seems reasonable. Yeah, uh, full line of accessories available for them. Um, you know, as far as. Uh, you know the OEM stuff. They've got uh, a couple new accessories that we've actually added to the site, um, as well as all of our aftermarket. You know our XLTs, our, our impact accessories with the it uses the the standard um, uh, V1 connector um, from XLT, VY1A connector from Impact, all compatible as well. But yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, I always get. I get a little bit more excited when new business grade radio, you know, LMR stuff comes out than the the consumer stuff. I think, but yeah. and I, and I was excited to hear about this. Um, uh, and glad they rolled it out, and was glad to finally be able to hold one in Las Vegas and and see what it was all about. And it's a, it's a good good feeling radio. I think it'll do well. I think it'll be, uh, you know, the transition from our two thirty one users to this will be you know pretty painless. 
Vertex Standard put on a pretty good show in Vegas, didn't they? They did. They, uh, you know, they they get excited. I, I, you know, they're not quite Apple when they <laughs> roll out a new product, but they're pretty darn close. I mean, they they get ex- you could tell that they're people that they have up there. The 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 three or four guys and gals that uh, run the show are excited about their products. You know, they're excited about uh, everything that they sell. So and manufacture. They've got one little product coming out that that uh, seemed to have generated a lot of excitement, and we're going to do a podcast on it in a couple of weeks. It's not quite ready to uh, for release yet, but um, oh, I know what you're talking just, about. Yeah, I really like that. It's exciting. Yeah. It's it's uh, this is uh, you know I don't like to throw the word game changer out there, but <laughs> this product we're we're talking about here and teasing you with is a game changer. I mean, if it if it works as well as it did in the demo, it's a game changer. So, um, you know, hopefully yeah, in a few, uh, hopefully in a few months, we'll be able to tell you all about it and, and uh, um, maybe even demo it for you. So, but uh, yeah, new product, the 260 series, uh, available in UHF and VHF still as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, stock, uh, you know, stock is coming in. They, they had a little bit of a rollout problem. We've got the VHF. In both models in stock currently, um, UHF stuff should be here. I mean, we got a ton of them on order with them. We we pre-ordered them in Las Vegas. Actually, we, oh, we wanted okay. them, um, but they're having a little uh, rollout problem. So, but uh, yeah, exciting stuff. All right, so you give this two thumbs up then. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I like the uh, like I said, I, I get I always get excited with this new. Um, it's probably because they they create so much excitement about it too, but it, but it is it it's a cool radio. I mean, I've I've played with the programming software a little bit, and it's it's changed a little bit, but it's pretty simple. And you know, we we can make these. If you've been a two thirty one customer for already, make these talk to your two thirty ones all day long. Well, it helps to to believe more in a product when the company believes in it. Yeah, you know. Yep, the stands behind it. That that's that's a good thing. All right. Well, uh, any other comments on the VX260 series? No, I think we covered it. All right. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from Alex. Alex wants to know, can I use a Baofeng UV5R V2 Plus with a talkabout off the shelf? If so, how can I? Thanks. And that's from Alex. Um I think the simple answer to that is technically yes, legally no. <laughs> that is a very pretty much good the, answer. The simple, yeah, that, that sums know, it up. The Baofeng's an amateur radio. The Motorola will talk about it's a consumer FRS, GMRS radio, and and although the uh, you know the UV5R and all its variants do operate on the same band and can technically be programmed to operate on FRS and GMRS frequencies, uh, you know those radios are not. Part 95 type accepted in the, for legal operation on either service in the U.S. Uh, so, and, and I just want to stress in the U.S. Yeah. You know, it might be different in other countries, but uh, but here it's not. So, in addition to that, you have a legal power limit on FRS to half a watt, and uh, the the Baofeng radios really exceed that. So, uh, on on its lowest power setting. So, yeah, the GMRS and FRS frequencies are supported if you. Um felt like you had to do that for some reason you just key them into the radio but technically you're not supposed to do that rick's right 
And our next question comes from Jerry. He says, Hi, we are looking to add two radios to our bikes for talking while traveling on the highways. Short distances, several hundred feet to a mile apart. would like to have radios that have standard USB charging to plug into our power ports on our bikes. Both Harleys, one Ultra and one Street Glide. Yes, I have CB, but hers doesn't. I've noted the Uniden 3040 2CKHS has a USB charging, but are there any others? Thanks in advance, and that's from Jerry. Well, it sounds like he's looking for a GMRS radio because he mentioned yeah. the Uniden. Uh, so I would say look at the Motorola Talk About series or um, even the Olympia series. Um, those radios are USB charge capable. And I would actually, for riding on a bike, you're probably going to want to use them with an accessory. Um, so the Motorola Talk About has a big advantage over Uniden in, in that there are hundreds of accessories available mm-hmm. for that series, whereas Uniden is a different connector. And there's very few accessories available for the Uniden. So take a look at the Motorola Talk About series, and uh, I think you'll be happy with the options there. There's several models that support USB charging. Mm-hmm. I believe the uh, MR350 um, is the most, is popular. The most popular one, yeah. Well, the, the MU352 also uh, supports Bluetooth. So if he's looking for something specifically wireless for his helmet, that might be something to look at. That's true. You could yeah. use a, a Bluetooth headset like for a phone um, with that radio. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Dan, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, or stream it to your smartphone on Stitcher. Before we go, uh, any other final comments? Nope. Nope. We're good. All right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>